This is the Bad Batch podcast on TV Podcast Industries, and we're chatting about the Bad Batch episode 14, War Mantle. We've gone on missions before without much intel, but this would be stretching it. Rex wouldn't ask us for help if it wasn't urgent. Echo's got a point. May I remind you that we are in the middle of a job for Sid. If we deviate, we will not be compensated. No money means no food. Oh, yeah. Tech's got a point. But Rex's friend is in trouble. That's more important than getting paid. Well, the kid's got a point. Welcome back, fellow troopers, to TV Podcast Industries. We're talking about Star Wars The Bad Batch, episode 14, War Mantle. And I am one of your TK hosts, John. I'm one of the other hosts, Derek, on our 601st episode of TV Podcast Industries. Yes. In case you didn't get a chance to listen, we have put out our 600th episode, which also featured our fellow co-host, Chris, who couldn't be here for this one. Uh, this would have obviously been our 600th episode if we uh, if we didn't record that one. So uh, we decided to get all three of us together and chat about all the stuff we're covering for the rest of the year. So uh, that should be in your feed now uh, if you're following us on TV Podcast Industries on the main feed. Um, if not, uh, go over to TV Podcast Industries and subscribe to the main feed. Yeah, we will be up to 700 podcasts in uh, a <laughs> blink of an eye uh, with what's coming up on the slate there uh-huh. uh, for the second half of 2021, yeah, for sure. Let's not even take into account all the other shows that will be coming in next year. And now that we've started on Star Wars, where do we stop? There's so well, many Star Wars shows coming out uh, next over the next year. Exactly. Even. But, <laughs> they, you know, they have piqued my interest, mm-hmm. uh, for sure. Oh, yes. And, of course, we would have loved to have covered the mandalorian mm-hmm. i think we said that a bajillion times yep. but for for sure um we just didn't in the end because of everything else but mm-hmm. now you know we're we're star wars fans and and this has been our entry point into um star wars and and the galaxy uh through the bad batch yep. so we really hope you're enjoying our coverage mm-hmm. of uh, the Bad Batch. Well, at least our entry pointed to Star Wars podcasting. We, our entry pointed to Star Wars was when we were about Oh, well, that's true. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I do remember my Return of the Jedi pencil case mm-hmm. and uh, at ST. Yeah, I, I remember meeting um, David Price, uh, who, who the yeah. original actor that played uh, Darth Vader. I remember meeting him in Arnott's in Dublin after watching Return Good of the stuff. Jedi. Good cool. stuff. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> there yeah. you go. Long time ago. In but, a galaxy far, far away. Yes. Or Dublin. Yes. <laughs> yeah. In a time very far, very much so. uh, far away. Um, and long gone. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Many more grey hairs, uh, at this stage. Yeah. Thanks, John. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> but yes, as, uh, as Derek mentioned before, uh, please head on over to subscribe, uh, at tvpodcastindustries.com, mm-hmm. uh, and subscribe to us on any uh good or evil podcast catcher of your choice and yep. um, we are also on twitter at tv pod industries and you can come and join us over on our group at facebook.com forward slash tv podcast industries yes um and yeah if you have any thoughts on the bad batch mm-hmm. um 
any theories, comments, you name it, uh, please uh, join the conversation with us on our podcasts of The Bad Batch by sending in emails to feedback at tvpodcastindustries.com. Uh, great stuff. Just but, two more episodes to go after this episode. I, I know. It, it actually has flown. Um, so I'm, we're, I, I guess we're expecting a a intense three-arc uh, run down mm-hmm. to the uh, series finale. Yeah, I think, I think myself, what myself and Chris were talking about on last week's episode, which did feel like it was setting up something outside of this series. Uh, it felt like it was kind of a standalone episode. We felt that these three final episodes were going to um, kind of build into one big arc. And as we saw at the end of this episode, quite a big cliffhanger for this show. Yeah. We haven't had this kind of cliffhanger uh, in the past. So um quite a big moment at the end of this. And I think that's going to play it for the last two episodes of the season. Still convinced that last episode, episode 16, is going to be an hour long episode. Like yeah, it could be. Was. Definitely. Yeah. Um it, it is certainly um, a possibility. Mm-hmm. But let's get into our spoiler filled review of episode 14, War Mantle. Absolutely. Derek, what are some of the episode details? Well, executive producer on the show, Brad Rowe and Jennifer Corbett, every episode of the show uh, overall. Um, this episode was written by Damani Johnson. Uh, first episode that Damani has written for any of the Star Wars shows, but they were an executive producer on a number of shows, including being the co-executive producer, or one of the co-executive producers, on Star Trek Picard. Ah, excellent yes. stuff. So just like ourselves, jumping over from Star Trek Picard to Star Wars The Bad Batch. Yeah, good stuff. Yes, that was us dipping the toe into the Star Trek uh, world and universe. Yeah. The Federation of Planets. Yes, we dipped our toe in. Not sure whether we'll go back after, um, although I absolutely love Absolutely dipping our (laughs) our full foot in for season two, for sure. Yeah, that Um, that does look cool. Um, Hopefully the... uh, the audience will have calmed down a little bit on Twitter <laughs> by the time Star Trek uh, season, Picard season 2 comes out. Uh, the episode itself was directed by Stuart Lee once again. It was directed many episodes this season of The Bad Batch. John, do you want to tell us what they gave us with the synopsis for this week's episode of Star Wars The Bad Batch? Episode 14, War Mantle. Sure. In the middle of another off-world job for Sid, The Bad Batch are contacted by former clone Captain Rex. He's received a distress call from a former comrade, CC5576, also known as Captain Gregor, from the planet Daro. Convinced by Amiga that it's their duty to help, the team go to Daro to find the missing trooper. On Camino, under direction from Vice Admiral Rampot, every clone trooper, young and old, in the cloning facility is ordered to leave the planet. Prime Minister Lamusu is even more concerned at these events as the Empire has cancelled all contracts with the Kiminoans for any future cloning, and so he arranges transport off-planet for all essential workers, including himself. Back on Darrow, while trying to locate Captain Gregor, Hunter discovers a massive hidden Imperial facility in the mountains. Security is high, but despite the overwhelming odds, Hunter, Tech and Echo find and free the missing captain. During their escape, in a tussle with these new TK troopers, the Bad Batch discover these are not clones. Captain Gregor reveals that this facility is filled with volunteers loyal to the Empire under Project Warmantle. These new recruits are known as Stormtroopers, and there is an endless supply of them in the galaxy. 
With the Bad Batch stranded on top of the mountain, pursued by stormtroopers, Rekka and Amiga fly the Havoc Marauder to save them. In the confusion of the rescue, Hunter falls out of reach and he orders the Bad Batch to leave him behind, and they reluctantly comply, and Hunter is taken prisoner. Meanwhile, on Kamino, Vice Admiral Rampart discovers the Kaminoan escape plot, and feeling that politicians will be of little use to him, Rampart takes Nala Say and her team of scientists with him, and orders for the Prime Minister to stay behind. As Hunter stews in his prison cell on Darrow, he gets a visit from Crosshair. He was hoping they'd catch the full team, but Hunter will have to do. You make a good point, John. Hunter will have to do. <laughs> Sorry, I absolutely love the scene with uh, with Racker at the beginning of this episode where he's uh, saying that everybody has a good point. <laughs> he's a person that doesn't make very many decisions. Uh, yeah, I loved it. <laughs> Basically, Rekka agrees with everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I really, really enjoyed that. Um, and and also the 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 game that he's playing with Amiga as well, where mm-hmm. he's um, you know. He's contemplating his next move and contemplating some more Uh and contemplating even more. Wrecker is Um, not for thinking. Well, Um. he's either (laughs) being so strategic, he's thinking about 100,000 moves in front, Mm -hmm. or he's like, what the hell do I do next, basically? Um, And the other really great little bit between Wrecker and Amiga is him effectively just, you know, He's done this before, so he's able to relax. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, whereas uh, Amiga is really kind of on tenterhooks, really. Poor little tense, um, Amiga, wondering yeah. what is happening yes. in this hidden facility, yeah. uh, as she's been told to, to stay behind with Rekka, uh, to provide the, you know, the quick escape with the Havoc Marauder. Exactly, exactly. Uh, let's talk about all the uh, big points of the episode, because this was a big episode. Um, it really was, uh, I yeah. Think this is the one we've been waiting for and kind of predicting as the season went on we we know from obviously star wars and and the movies that there is a point going to come when the clone troopers aren't going to be around and the stormtroopers are going to be the ones that will be the the center of the empire effectively so and this is really where it's kicking off in this episode oh definitely yeah Yeah, blaster point one danger for the kaminoans um yeah i mean i guess it we this has been building you know there's been that suspicion from both nala say um, as well as um, from the Prime Minister as well, mm-hmm. uh, Lama Su. And um, this really is, is, is coming to a head. I, I do like the fact that the, the Kamen Owens, uh, in, in particular Lama Su, you know, they, they must have really genetically modified hearing because, you know, he's walking in the background as Rampart and Crosshair are, you know, saying that, all of the clone troopers mm-hmm. that are effective need to be um, moved from Camino, and you you, you just see uh, Lamasu walking in the background, yeah. presumably having heard everything up. So I think real bat hearing or bat senses from uh, the Kaminoan Prime Minister. I think he probably noticed all the clone troopers getting aboard the ships. No, <laughs> I I, I'm sure he actual, does. I think the conversation that he hears is more about what do we do about the Kaminoans? Yeah, and exactly. Crosshair's told to watch them until uh, they make their move effectively so yeah because uh, all the contracts have been cancelled mm-hmm. as well so i i guess this day of reckoning um has come i i do actually think it, it was 
quite a nice little moment where Lamu Su is speaking with Nala Say, his chief mm-hmm. scientist, saying how, you know, this isn't the Republic. These, this is the Empire. Yeah. And we have put them there through this clone technology and the forces used to destroy the um, droid army mm-hmm. uh, and the trade federation. Cloning was just too good. Um, yeah. But I, I like, it's just, you know, it, the way he says it and that it's to our detriment yeah. um, because the Empire is not the kind of um, organization the people that lead it aren't going to allow us just to maintain this technology because it becomes a threat to them ultimately. exactly yeah he's really realized they're going to be killed by uh, by the empire they're not going to be allowed to continue this cloning uh, facility at all um, and i, I kind of like that they they keep the uh, the character of uh, of nala say as well and um, we've seen throughout the series in a number of occasions that yes she's a cloner that's that's her job she's a scientist but she does really care for the clones themselves. Um, we see all the youngest clones that are being shipped off, and she's kind of saying to them, "Don't worry about it. I'll I'll see you in the next location. You're just being moved. Another facility. You will still get trained. Don't worry about it." And here, when she's going into to, to Lama Sue, she's saying, um, "As you say, she's saying, oh, don't worry. We can continue our our um, our contracts with other people in the future. It doesn't matter. The Empire have cancelled their their contracts. We can still do loads of work. No problem at all. We're the greatest in the galaxy at clothing." But Lama Su is pointing out to her, hang on, no, this is this is definitely the end for us if we don't make our escape effectively. Absolutely. But by getting everyone together, um, particularly their top geneticists, they have been spotted. Yes, they have. Uh, and they're confronted by uh, Admiral Rampart. Mm-hmm. And I do like, I, I guess it's maybe a little bit topical um, that Rampart says, he goes, you know, I'll have further use for uh, Nala Say, the scientist. Mm-hmm. Um, what would I need a, a, another politician for? Absolutely. Um, so a real put down there. Yeah. But I guess but the big question as well mm-hmm. in that moment, we don't hear any blaster fire as the doors close and two of the the grey stormtroopers mm-hmm. surround uh Lama Su. Uh but you know is he just being going to be held as a prisoner mm. or is he dead will he be uh, you know will it be a political killing that's what it felt like. It felt like yeah, I was, it really I was did. Really expecting the laser fire, uh, I was really expecting the laser belt noise um, to go off just after the doors closed. And when it didn't, I was kind of going, okay, well, you know, it would be a shame to kill off this character. Um, the character's been around since uh, Attack of the Clones, the movie, so uh, has been in live action. So it would be a shame to just kill them off uh, off screen effectively. Um, and I think there's still a lot more story to tell with the Kaminoans. So, uh, so keeping. Lamasu alive at least keeps that storyline kind of going exactly well. and but i mean the Kamen Owens are in trouble here for yes, sure yeah, yeah. and it, it feels like nala say will almost have um you know she will be a scientist that they will use mm-hmm. for whatever purpose it is that they need her for yeah um it, it almost feels a little rogue one with um with mads mickelson's character, character. Yeah. um and um and his involvement in the creation and design of the death star exactly exactly creating that little porsche uh, for it to be glowed up <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. but let's move on to the i guess blaster point too the the reason why there is danger and trouble for the kaminoans which is project uh, war mantle. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, 
first off, I, you know, it is an introduction to the stormtroopers, but also just the facility. I'm like going, I love the design of this facility. It's amazing. Quite when it was built, who knows? Because this is effectively chiseled into the mountain. <laughs> so this feels like it was being done um sort of almost before the the war um between the Republic and the Trade Federation had, had finished. Absolutely I mean you was, just yeah. never know. And yeah. and given um Chancellor Palpatine's machinations and mm-hmm. forward planning, you could really kind of expect that this this would be the case. But I, yeah. I really loved uh, this this whole facility. It, it really uh, it's so good when when they show them. Um, and uh, I yeah, I, I I love the setting. I love this planet with the oh, kind right. of outcrops of rock and mm-hmm. the trees, the forests, and, and so on, and just that opening. Um, moment actually with Captain Gregor running through the forest being chased down by the, the sort of dog-like creatures, mm-hmm. the tracking animals, uh, with the torches through the forest. It was really well done. Uh, I loved the, the torchlight through the trees. Again, just showing the level of animation here was, was, was so, so good. Mm. Um, oh, I have to say this is one of the most beautiful episodes that we've seen, uh, all series, I think, uh, since the first episode, I think. Um, one of the things I've kind of moaned about because <laughs> I moan a lot. Uh, was just the ability of finding images from the episodes that are bright enough to put onto uh, the cover images that we have for every podcast. And this episode, because of just how lush the imagery is with the mountains and the trees and uh, the, just the sunlight and the planet itself, I just thought it was absolutely beautiful to look at. Uh, no, no difficulty getting an image for this episode, but it is just some amazing animation that's going on in this show it's it's the i think it's the best animated show that star wars have done from a, certainly from a technical point of view and so far story-wise it's living up to the other shows as well definitely yeah. but project war mantle mm. so secretive it is on a uninhabited planet of the outer rim exactly um, and yeah. and this is where they are um bringing their new recruits uh to be put into um, their their new uniform, the stormtroopers, which I have to say, um, you can tell it's an iteration before what you got um, in Star Wars: A New Hope mm-hmm. with those stormtroopers, but it is very reminiscent of the original production design done by Ralph McQuarrie yeah. um, for um, Star Wars and his design of the stormtroopers, yeah. where they have almost a bit like that Darth Vader piece that goes on top of the face piece. Yeah, it's like a, it's like and, a and triple helmet. It's yeah, like you have exactly. a face piece, you have a bottom piece, and you have the top piece coming over it. Yeah. And what a great touch from the animators. Because yeah, absolutely. I'm sure that was intended. Because uh, you're effectively saying, you know, Ralph O'Quarrie did the first drawings of all of the characters in Star Wars, all the all the major um, outfits and characters that, that they have. Uh, by the time we got to the movie, they were all changed um, to less severe drawing, less, less severe um outfits let's say or costumes um and now if you have the opportunity to go back before then hey make them a little bit more severe just to have a little nod to ralph Macquarie, which is cool yeah i I thought this was really really good um just the that design i guess just linking a little bit back to blaster point one but Uh but for this you know the the clone replacement um oh yeah i'm kind of there going do they really want to do this? You know, there, there's, um, I love the fact that 
uh, Captain Gregor says, well, I haven't taught them everything. That would be stupid yeah. to, to put them on my level of uh, warfare expertise. Mm-hmm. You know, you've, you're supplementing effectively hunter, uh, you know, bounty hunter DNA, the resilience, the, um, the, the toughness uh-huh. of, of that DNA. And also the the DNA of a Mandalorian, a, a fighter warrior race yeah. Yeah. Uh, with people that I, I loved. I don't know whether it was intentional, but I'm sure it was where, you know, they were seemed to be a little clumsy. The real great one where I think Hunter and Captain Gregor run run around a corner tech and echo hold back because there is a stormtrooper running after them Mm -hmm. and i think it's tech just um does a stun blast uh in his back and he falls over because he hasn't looked to the left or the right to check his angles (laughs) and so i thought that was nice yeah um it's a great touch isn't it because you know this is the whole thing the clone troopers themselves you know they're they're they all come from the same um, from the same stock, effectively, apart from the Bad Batch, they're um, they're slight, uh, slightly deviate, deviated from uh, the main stock, but effectively, they're very proud of the fact that they are great soldiers. They're bred to be the best soldiers. But you hear from Gregor about these troopers. He's kind of he's almost scared of the concept of them. The idea that these people would sign up willingly, support the Empire, be given their uh, their new stormtrooper outfits, and if they get killed, there's millions more and unlimited number of volunteers uh, behind them to take up whereas the clown troopers come out in uh, in groups they come out in in, uh, in multiple groups but they can still they're still only limited by how many are created whereas he seems to feel that they would be vastly outweighed by the number of these troopers created effectively or, that, or sorry coming up and signing up that's it. it it seems as though rampart's motivation is rather than quality I want quantity. Yes, exactly. it, it, it is almost the, you know, the, the wave after wave mm-hmm. of, of attack that yeah. you, it's pure superior forces. Um, and okay. Yes. You're going to have highly trained units. And, yeah. and as we've seen with the Star Wars movies, very, you know, very specialized units, much more highly trained units um, yeah. and so on. But that ultimately the, you know, the, the bog class standard of, of, um, frontline infantry for the empire yeah. is about volume, about sheer numbers to overwhelm, um, the, the, any, any force that's, that's against them. So I, I thought this was really good. And yeah. I, I think. And it's something we saw in Solo a bit as well. And, uh, in, in the movie Solo, when Han yeah. signed up thinking he was going to be a pilot and ended off being in the infantry. And it's very much throw men out. Yeah. And def- why are we fighting to get over to the next hill? And throw more men at it until, yeah. you know, until they're all being sold. Exactly. And I, I, I did like, um, Captain Gregor's, you know, viewpoint that, cause there are clone troopers there that are training these new, um, TK stormtroopers, mm-hmm. um, for, for battle and for warfare, but that he's seen that, you know, what they're doing, what's happening, and yeah, so that's why he wants to make his escape. He re- he knows that they're 
effectively his replacement. Yeah. And as you say, he is a bit frightened. His former um, colleague of, of Rex here. So the clones actually, you know, are, are kind of diverted from a, a mission they're doing for Sid mm-hmm. in order to pick up Gregor's uh, distress signal that yeah. Rex has told them of. Um, and... Actually, in in two moments here, um, but you know, Omega has this moral force of, of mind, effectively, and mm-hmm. it's the one that is speaking out to the morality that well, we should go and rescue him. You know that yes, we might not get paid if we don't complete Sid's mission, mm-hmm. but Rex, who is a friend, who is an ally, has asked, could we go and rescue his friend mm-hmm. and? Certainly Echo is with her here. I think looking at it, Hunter makes the decision at least to go to Darrow because Echo is there um, and sort of looks at him. You know, there's a moment in the the, uh, cockpit of the Havoc Marauder where Hunter is looking at Echo before he makes the decision. That's very true. I think that links to when... Hunter sees this huge imperial facility. Yeah. He's like, right, let's get back to the Havoc Marauder. Uh, you know, this, we'll this is <laughs> a little bit of a suicide mission. And yeah. Echo again makes the point. Yes, but if you hadn't gone against the odds, uh, when you along with, um, Anakin and Captain Rex came to rescue me, mm-hmm. um, from the, the Trade Federation, then, I wouldn't be here today. Exactly. And yeah. so that persuades him to infiltrate into this uh, huge facility uh, with all the walking about that stormtroopers do. Absolutely. Um, I guess that it's was drills. one of their training. It's yeah. drills. The drills. Yeah. Uh, but just one other thing about what Gregor is saying about the stormtroopers as well. I love that he's saying the reason why you tried to escape was because, you know, what crazy person would want to stay here? And he's kind of another indication that he's, slightly scared of the idea that people are volunteering for this duty you know he has to do it he's a soldier good fo- good soldiers follow orders as we as we know yeah, yeah. but um but he's just looking around him kind of going there's hundreds of thousands of people here that willingly are giving up their daily lives to come and join this new empire uh, and they are dedicated he f- that you can feel the kind of um scared shock in him that that's why he wants to get out of this place he doesn't want to train these crazy people that will go and join the empire yeah. as cannon fodder effectively um so this is i think this is a really good um episode for that for the the knowledge that we get the real uh, insight into the big differences between the clones and the the new empire troopers the new stormtroopers effectively this it's a real differentiation you see here it's not just what we see in the far future which is people being kidnapped from their homes and being made to uh, yeah. be stormtroopers it's now here we have the volunteers, um, which makes them much more like stormtroopers, much more like Hitler's stormtroopers in, in World War. So, um, so that's where, that's where that element comes from. And I think that's really interesting. You mentioned Rex a moment ago, and I really wonder where he is. I really wonder what it is that's keeping him on the planet he's on. I love that it's, you know, this really quick call going, can you help out a friend of mine? Uh, he sent a distress signal. Uh, I'm too busy. I can't tell you what's going on. You've got the details. Thanks very much. Off I go. And there's like blaster fire going on around him and stuff. So Rex has got himself into a bit of trouble. I do wonder, since we only have two episodes left here, I wonder will we have, will it divert from this episode next week and have a little adventure with Rex maybe? And then it comes back over to, uh, to finish off the story for the end of yeah. the season. I hope it, not. I, I hope not. Is that how, is that how they're going to help get 
uh, Hunter out of the position that he's in um, by going to Rex, maybe? I, I guess so. I guess so. And I, that's where then Project Warmantle will be really busted because... Mm-hmm. The, the doors will be flung open on it, yeah, to the, the nascent rebellion, in effect. Maybe, yeah. In, in that sense. Yeah. Um, and I, I, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I hope not. I hope that they focus on Hunter just because that ending is so really, good. Really you really want to see what they're going to do with Hunter. Let us talk um, about it, John. Well, I think, yeah, mm-hmm. Blaster Point 3, Hunter is imprisoned uh, in the escape of Gregor. I yeah. think let's just talk about the escape of Gregor yeah. because there is a great, great moment where they, you know, have called in the Havoc Marauder to rescue them. Ooh, and um, they're at the... the um, vent of the energy reactor mm-hmm. that's powering this massive facility in a mountain and um there is some fantastic aerial combat here yeah. uh, with the havoc marauder and it looks like prototype tie fighters and mm. um, they've got that real classic sound um yep. For sure, uh, from the laser blasts. I'm sure there is the name of the model of those ships. I just don't know it. But the but there is it's just really, really good. Um just some of the camera angles that they have mm-hmm. on that that dogfight uh, between the Havoc Marauder and these um early TIE fighters is just really it's so fantastic. Cool. It's, it's a so great cool. sequence yeah. of shots. There's I love the moment as well where Tech you know, takes over the controls from Omega. Um, after I think it's him, Gregor, uh, and Wrecker have gotten back on uh, to the ship as they've held it steady for the the jump across from the vent. Yeah, you've still got Echo and Hunter at the vent, but yeah. he takes over and he, you know, he plunges down towards the ground and then pulls back up again. And um, there's some great moments there in really order good. to sort of avoid the the fight. We get Gonk being useful and mm-hmm. um, not by his own right, just simply yeah. that Omega um takes out his um port mm-hmm. um thing and gets him to fix the engines. Well he's effectively an extra battery as their as their engines have run out. <laughs> it, it seems <laughs> Sorry, like Gunk, that. we need you. Plug it's, it in. It seems like that, but yeah. also she has been working on him mm-hmm. an awful lot. Like there is that really nice moment. And again, I think this is real testament to the animation and what they can do where you have very early on in the episode, Hunter is um, twizzing his knife around in his hand like mm-hmm. um, like you would do with a pen at work. You not s- a knife at work. No, yeah. and you see uh, Omega <laughs> with a screwdriver yep. trying to do it. Really nice little sequence. She's um, learning. There. But, you know, see, she's been is, working what, on yeah. Gonk and, and all this, so I just mm-hmm. wonder whether maybe she's up, upgraded <laughs> him a little. Um, you know, this is her strategy that we need a fully functional mm-hmm. uh astromech droid or, yeah. or droid i guess yeah. uh here well i did i did notice one of the thing that's you know some changes to the abilities of our characters here of our of our bad batch you know we see um omega develop throughout the season you know that kind of stuff that you're talking about we know that she's a great strategist now you see her trying to copy hunter and his abilities you've seen her do that a few times throughout the series one thing that also changed in this episode which i thought was really interesting was all of the hacking stuff that Tech's been doing throughout the season, this is the first time things have not gone right for him. He's been able to hack things in seconds in the past, and here, because of these new troopers, these new stormtroopers, all of the clone abilities, all of the clone uh, passcodes, let's say, 
are no longer working for him. So all the things he would usually try in these facilities are not working for him. So does that now start to make some of Tech's abilities um, less valuable or less important or less um, productive as they were um, a couple of months ago before they knew about the Stormtroopers? I don't think so. I, I think all his abilities are still going to be like, Amazing. And, well, they'll, they'll be needed. Yeah. It's he's got to learn new codes now. It's yeah. that they've changed the codes, and um, not necessarily the electronics, mm-hmm. but they also have picked up an access key as well to allow him to do stuff. So yeah. I think that should be should be fine. I'm glad to see um, they're still sure. using uh, access keys to yeah. get in the elevator. Like, I, like I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think um, Amiga as well, we see her being much more competent with her flying. That's true. Yep. Uh, so another development there. Mm-hmm. Um, and She must also have learned every page of the book. Maybe, le- yeah, well, exactly. But also <laughs> maybe less of a development, and it's just back to our point around the, the clumsiness of the stormtroopers, mm. is that whilst Tech is avoiding all these TIE fighters, um, Hunter and Echo are still having to battle yeah. the stormtroopers coming through the the vent, and one of them manages to get there, but he is subdued by Hunter, and, and he pushes him into the center of it, and all the other stormtroopers just immediately shoot at him uh, yep. uh, and kill him, and and he falls off the edge. He has a completely different outfit. It's exactly. Like so yeah. that's what I mean. It's just they maybe have an awful lot more development to come and they need yeah. to do a a personal management and development uh, system like I in work. I have a feeling that might be a commentary on the, on the people that would volunteer uh, to, to join and well, become possibly. stormtroopers for the Empire. They may be not right in the head. Possibly. Yeah. <laughs> but in that final escape where tech manages to come alongside before the next wave of TIE fighter attacks. Um, Hunter just doesn't make the jump. And in fairness, I'm amazed he survived the fall. It's a long, long drop. Yeah. I think like they that's do have, they kind do have of... some nods to it. They have that he pulls out his, his knife yeah. and slows his fall and hits through trees. Yes. But, you know, and of course he is wearing his armor. That is but true. But it is a long fall from that mountain. Yeah, I did feel feel like it was a wily e. coyote moment um to be honest but that's fine i i get that yeah. um but it is ultimately then after having um freeze gregor um he is then captured on the ground it's one um, in one out really it close. really is it really is um and not only is he captured he's ordered the havoc marauder to basically get out of there mm-hmm. and and escape uh, but I love the just the ending here. Just the it, it's it feels like a, a western standoff um, in the cell uh, between Hunter and Crosshair, mm-hmm. um, with Crosshair delivering that sort of great line as I was looking for the whole batch, mm-hmm. um, but <laughs> you will have to do yeah, the whole batch. I like it. Uh, <laughs> like the baker doesn't. Um, no, uh, you're absolutely right. It is. It is really interesting. Uh, that final ending, and they they even use a real kind of dum 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 kind of music at the end of the episode. Well, it's Crosshairs' really cool. music. It yeah. is quite. Yeah. Um, it almost slightly reminds me of uh, the Joker from uh, the Dark Knight. Um, right. it, it, it's not like it, but it, it's it, it's. It's the it's the reverb. It's mm. the it's the the piercing element of it um, that mm. is really a contrast to uh, a lot of the other music and certainly the music associated with the other members 
um, of the Bad Batch. Yeah. Um, so I thought I thought that was um, really good. So what is going to happen here? Like Crosshair has got our lead character, really. Hunter has been captured. But unlike in other TV shows, yeah, D. Bradley Breaker voices the act, the character of Hunter and every other clone in this TV show, right? Is there a possibility that we lose Hunter? He was the one character that we were kind of thinking was safe. We were saying, you know, Wrecker could be turned or Tech could be turned back or um because he's well, a little true. bit out, you know. I was I'm wondering whether they're gonna do the big change and have Hunter implanted with a chip and maybe turn him over to the Empire. Um Yeah, and have uh, the same kind of role uh, as Crosshair mm. where he is so automaton um so divorced from his own self-awareness and and moral code because he's being controlled effectively. Well, you can, you can see so it being it, a project it, for Rampart. You know? yeah. they, they've caused them trouble in the past. And between Crosshair and Rampart, maybe this could become a project for them to turn Hunter against his former batch. You know? Yeah, no, definitely. Like, really interesting it it could be. And, you know, there's a really great moment here, you know, as, as Hunter falls and Omega absolutely distressed sort of reaching shouting for him which is really really mm. was really great i i thought and even just as he is getting himself back up after the fall and is being surrounded by um the stormtroopers mm-hmm. and giving the difficult order that they should leave him um that in his earpiece you've got amiga screaming that they need to go back to yeah, rescue him yeah. so you know possibly there, there's something in that, yeah. you know, that Hunter could be, um, you know, the one in, in trouble here. I mean, he is because he's in prison, yeah. but I mean, seriously in trouble as to his fate, you know, and, yeah. and what will become of him. I just wonder, you know, you could you could see them doing this. They've done dark stuff in the animated cartoons before. Definitely. Um, I feel what would be better is that they bring him to, you know, the dark crosshair type side so he is after them and that's what is difficult for Amiga to reconcile you know Um, I think that would be very troublesome for her so that could be really good as well yeah I just I just feel there's there's they have so many options here particularly with you know the cast list as being as short as it is you're not writing somebody out of the show if uh, if one of the clones turns to another side it it gives you some really interesting ways of dealing with characters that you never know you never know but overall really good episode this episode yeah i really was mm. absolutely enjoyed this like you wouldn't believe um <laughs> thought it was great anything else about the episode you want to talk about john before we close our out no no notes for for me grand well all that's left then is uh what did you think of the episode overall john uh, star wars the bad batch episode 14 or mantle i i love this uh i'd give it four and a half uh model tks out of five nice. um i thought this was really really good i loved the setting uh, I loved it developed this idea of the replacement of the clone troopers. I thought it gave some real emotion between uh, Amiga and Hunter in terms of um, him being captured. Uh, I loved the, the, the feeding in again of Rex. So hopefully he will come in the next two episodes in this finale to, to help with, with Hunter. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I loved um, just, 
some of the comedy bits with with Wrecker. I, I, the aerial combat sequences were fantastic, so good, yeah. um, and just yeah, it's all developing this idea of replacing the clones, which impacts and affects the Kaminoans with the stormtroopers. You know, it's still early days. This is still the first part of their training. We you, you see the the evil machinations of from Corsarans, from the Chancellor, big you know, this is not the Republic. Absolutely. And I love that Gregor Captain Gregor picks this out. Um, you know, that mm-hmm. this is no longer the Republic. Um, this is the Empire we're dealing exactly. with. Exactly. And and in fact that's reflected by the Kaminoans as well, saying exactly the same thing. So yeah, this was this was a really, really good episode. Um four and a half model TKs out of five. Excellent. Maybe I, ha- I should say dodgy TKs or, you know, clumsy TKs because I love that that side of it as well them you know shooting their own man and mm-hmm. um, not really doing all the warfare stuff correctly because they're not being trained yeah. um, to full spec like um, like Captain Gregor said yeah. so really nice touches maybe that is why they are um, so bad with their blaster fire must be must be <laughs> you know i was looking up why um stormtroopers have the t- have the title tk uh, as their the code number uh, before what their before their names effectively because um we see in this episode that clones are different clones have uh, have the uh, cc i think before their name um but stormtroopers have tk and the only thing i could come up with was the first ever stormtrooper that got a name was when um Luke Skywalker was dressed in the stormtrooper outfit back in the New Hope. Um, he his title was TK uh, with with a number afterwards. Yeah, um, that was supposed to be named after the George Lucas movie THX. Um, oh yeah, but they yeah. changed it slightly in the production. Um, the only thing I can think of is the title TK is shorthand for title to come um, in writing circles. So uh, so the, the the they just named it as title TK. We'll name it something different in the future. Yeah. That's basically where it came from. But it's been all the way back to uh, 1976 and 1977 when uh, Star Wars first came out. Uh, that's what the stormtroopers are called. So you're supposed to get an indication that when they first hear that these troops have the designation TK, that you're supposed to know immediately that they're stormtroopers. Yeah. So there you go. Great stuff. Great there you stuff. go. Really like the episode. Really looking forward to the next two episodes to come. A couple of you only have two left I know. Uh, on the show but they could be uh, hour-long episodes each. Uh, we don't know yet. Uh, we don't have titles for the episodes, so uh, unfortunately. But really looking forward to next week. We have a bit of feedback, John. Yes, we do. Um, over on um, email, uh, Victor uh, says, Greetings, fellow troopers. Well, this series is living up to the Star Wars cliffhanger standard. Mm-hmm. The writing and animation are more impressive with each episode. I fear for the fate of the Kaminoans. Did the young clone cadets escape? What horrors does Crosshair have planned for Hunter? Where will the rescue come from? Rex? The Sindulas? Mm. Or is there a Force user around when you need one? Cheers, Victor Von Doom. Thanks so much, Victor. Um, yeah, I mean, did the young clone cadets escape? I'm, I, it's really interesting. And the moment that, uh, came on the screen, I did feel 
an episode three vibe is on the way oh, okay. uh, with the death of the young Jedi at mm. the Jedi Temple at the hands of Anakin. The murder, yeah. Um, the, there would <laughs> yeah. be, you know, something sort of equally unpalatable that would happen. Mm. Um, I like they're, getting, they're getting all the clones together, include young and old, as, as we said in the synopsis. Every single clone that's on the facility, every viable clone, is being taken out, shoved on board some transports and being sent off. And you are kind of wondering... Where are they sending them to? Uh, is it another facility? Are they going to still use them as troops? Or are they being sent off for extermination, effectively, now they, that they have stormtroopers for replacement? Yeah, you know? ab- who knows? Um, that's, that, that's it's something that's very possible, Victor, that I hadn't thought about. Yeah, like, uh, I just yeah. feel that, you know, they're putting them onto effectively... When you see the Kaminoans, where all the transport ships are taking them up to the old star ships um that we saw there in the graveyard in the bad batch that were being decommissioned right and i i'm just wondering you know putting on my um evil empire imperial commander uh hat uh-huh. then well if you were decommissioning the starships and you get new star destroyers coming in mm-hmm. then why not get them all on there and then just blow them up uh, in the vacuum so. of space. You don't want to be going um, toe-to-toe with them because mm-hmm. we've seen that the TKs, the Stormtroopers, are maybe aren't quite fully baked yet um, exactly. and, and still need a bit more time in the oven. And um, so... Uh, that's what I. That's what I that's, was thinking. Yeah. That's um, really interesting because I, I just had in my head they were kind of taking their ball and and going home. <laughs> it's like you know, just give us every viable clone. We're getting out of here. Kaminoans, we're cancelling all your contracts. We're just taking everything from you. Not getting involved with you guys anymore. But that's the other uh, yeah. thing, yeah. And why waste the you know what you've paid for? Exactly. And um, in terms of where the rescue, well, the Republic paid for it. Well, that's the Empire true. Don't have to don't have to <laughs> pay those bills. Remember, where will the rescue come from? I'm thinking it might be a joint effort here. It could be Rex with the Syndulas, and maybe, just maybe, we might see Caleb here uh, from the first episode, you know, um, in trouble, Mm -hmm. effectively, you know, allowed to escape and saved from certain Order 66 death uh, by Hunter. Mm -hmm. Hunter is now the one in trouble. Who knows? But, you know, I I love the idea. Interesting how maybe, you know, what time has passed so far i have not really got a massive sense of that i think we just have the sense from amiga because she yeah. hasn't grown much older it can't be a, it, it's a few weeks here and there in between episodes we hear regularly at the start of episodes they're coming back from a job for sid or going on another job for sid so um so that's kind of your indicator that some time has passed but uh, it can't be a huge amount um but i do love the idea because it's definitely something that used to happen when we were kids uh, in animated and cartoons uh, when we were kids, where uh, people you'd meet along the way all come back together at the end and go into battle. So uh, that's also a very Star Warsy thing. So uh, that would be cool if everybody that they've met over the course of the season comes back and joins them in there uh, to save Hunter at the end. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And then sort of Robo Terminator mm-hmm. Hunter emerges <sighs> from the rubble after being. Uh, indoctrinated, new new implant mm. gone in. And I guess we'll see the interrogation slash torture droids as well, mm-hmm. or, or could do with Hunter. Who knows? Yeah, Who knows? Yeah. You might just get out directly afterwards. We don't know yet. Look, yeah. Really looking forward to uh, those next, next two episodes. And thanks so much for your feedback, Victor. Yeah, thanks, Victor.
Over on Facebook, Dr. Bob Phillips says, enjoyed this episode a lot. It feels it's building the slow construction of a totalitarian empire and filling in the blanks. I have to admit to having a record sense of how to manage before the emergency hits. What's the point in pacing? The emergency <laughs> will arrive when it arrives and no number of steps will change that. Ooh, I like that. God, I wish I was like that. I tend to. That is a good philosophy yeah, for sure. I tend to stress all the time and then during and then just collapse afterwards because I've uh, put in twice as much energy as most people have to uh, to an issue or a an emergency um yeah yeah absolutely and and to your point bob about the slow construction of the totalitarian empire mm-hmm. I, I think that's kind of been one of the really good um you know dare i say deeper more connected subplots here of moving from clone wars you know with i guess rebels going parallel in into uh, the new hope side, you know, yeah. it's a, it's it feels like it's been a great kind of subplot here, and yes. um, just showing little glimpses of it. Yep. Uh, occasionally, like this one, wrapping it much more deeply into the episode as well, yeah. uh, with the creation of the the, the stormtroopers. So, like, yeah, like you do wonder, considering what this uh, what the original Star Wars was based on, you know, the kind of serials of uh, of Flash Gordon and the um, and the um, samurai movies of. Uh, of Japanese cinema, you know, um, which are all really straightforward, basic fantasy stories. You know, it's the, the idea of saving the princess from the castle and the evil knight versus the good knight, you know, and that's kind of it. And now we're, have developed out all the corners of this world, uh, over time where everything's complex. Everything's, yeah. it's not just someone's good, someone's bad. There's really complex details behind it that they're filling, that they've been filling out for the last 40 years. Yeah. Um, and this episode, Definitely adds to it, and it was a really good one. Thanks so much, Dr. Bob. Yeah, thanks so much, Bob. Uh, we also got in a question uh, on the rest of the episodes from Caleb Dyer. Uh, he says, Everyone is theorizing about what characters will return in the last few episodes of The Bad Batch. If you could pick one character from the other Star Wars media to make an appearance, which character are you picking? Derek, you first. Okay, so which character from other Star Wars media to make an appearance in? So, you know, they've done big entrance into this stuff in the other shows in the past. We've had people like Darth Vader and Darth Maul in in previous shows uh, in the past. I'd love to see the first appearance of Darth Vader being towards the end of the series. I'd love to see a moment where we have Vader, you know, coming out of his creation effectively because... Again, remember, in the movies, we literally saw him do the no, and then it went the terrible, terrible no when he finds out Padme's dead, and then it went to closing credits. That is true. We see him again in Rogue One. Uh, I'd love to see a moment where we have um, Darth Vader revealed to the world or revealed to the galaxy in this series. That would be very cool to see. Um, I kind of like the one we came up with in uh, (laughs) a moment ago where everybody from this series comes back towards the end and maybe... A new character comes in. Somebody else from uh, from uh, from some of the other shows uh, comes in here and joins up with the Bad Batch, and that's a lead into next season. That would be cool. Yeah, that 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 would be. Um, I I have two okay. actually. Um, and by other media, I guess 
we're we're talking about the movies. Yeah, movies. Uh, but I was also thinking or... another one from the animation as okay, well. Okay, yeah, yeah. From another uh, animated. So weirdly, I would absolutely go with General Veers from uh, Empire Strikes Back. Because he's um, one of your favorite characters. Of he <laughs> is the um, he's in the main Asat attacking the rebel base That's on right. Hoth, um, and for some reason, I just thought. It was really kind of his character was really cool. Played by Julian Glover, That's who it, yeah. um, you <laughs> will remember from um, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade as the evil Nazi in that one. The evil Nazi, uh, yes, the main evil Nazi, the main <laughs> evil Nazi. <laughs> um, and also, he was in Game of Thrones as one of the the Meister yeah. um, to. Joffrey, and um, before obviously he he messes Doom. There. You know a lot about Admiral Veers. I I do. Yeah. I thought it was really really good. It's a bit like in Rogue One when um the 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 Star Destroyer takes out one of the Rebel fleet because it was it. I think even at that age, mm. seeing that oh my goodness. They have actually just, you know, they, because the Empire has got superior forces. Yeah. And yet just does really badly. And you're like going, Oh, they can blow up a, a ship. <laughs> or, and like with General Viz, it's like, Oh, he is a competent soldier. Yes. You know, For a while. um, and, uh, <laughs> so I, I thought that was really good. Well, we never see him being choked by Vader. So I guess he got out of that one. Um, mm. no, we see Admiral Piet and we <laughs> see, uh, Mr. Bronson from Grange Hill. Okay. So, yeah. So, so you want a character that appears in three scenes from Empire Strikes Back to appear in this show taking place after Avengers? Yeah, as a young, like he would obviously be lower down he the order. Would be, yeah. uh, I think yeah. that would be really cool. Okay. Um, and <laughs> the other one <laughs> as well, I guess, just from Rebels, um, is, Admiral Thrawn, and um, because oh, there is always before he becomes Grand Admiral Thrawn. Yeah, like. but be- <laughs> he there's always the suggestion. I know the um, Timothy Zahn books are not canon. Uh, the and new not, ones are the so, new ones are, yeah. but the original three that introduced yep. Grand Admiral Thrawn um, are not as such canon. But it's always suggested, you know, after the collapse of the Empire, mm-hmm. that he was in the Outer Rim. You know, that's why his Star Destroyer and the fleet that he commanded mm-hmm. survived the, the fall of the Empire. Right. And I just have a feeling that he's always been d- doing the dodgy stuff of mm-hmm. the Empire on the Outer Rim. We know he's potentially going to be in Mandalorian as well. So I think. Or Ahsoka's TV show. Yeah. yeah. So I do feel that could be quite a nice little touch that we, again, He's not necessarily a Grand Admiral. He's mm-hmm. not necessarily an Admiral because he is also a different species. So, you know, time may affect him differently. I just uh-huh. can't quite remember whether it does or not. But, you know, maybe a, a young rising star yeah. blue cadet could be um, somewhere in there as yeah. well. And yeah. um, that would be pretty cool for me. Yeah. I'd love to know what everybody else wants to see in the last two episodes. We've only got two episodes left, though, so if you do have any thoughts of who you want to see uh, making an appearance towards the end of the series, email us to feedback at tvpodcastindustries.com, or if you have any thoughts at all about The Bad Batch, uh, email us there at feedback at tvpodcastindustries.com. I'm so excited to see the next two episodes. Yeah, absolutely. Also, I should point out 
The other reason why General Veers is so cool is just because of how he talks to Vader. He doesn't uh-huh. seem quite as um as respectful. Um, Afraid or respectful as yeah. maybe the Imperial Navy, Starfleet Navy, um, right. are. Which makes me feel that he may have gotten his next time. I, I guess screen. so. <laughs> I, I, I guess so, yeah. Thank you so much, fellow troopers, for joining us for this discussion about this episode of Star Wars About Match, episode 14. Uh, can't wait to get back with back with episode 15 next year. Airs on Friday, August 7th on Disney+. Plus. Yes, absolutely. Remember, you can support us by subscribing and sharing uh, the podcast. Remember, sharing the podcast is sharing the love. Mm-hmm. You can also support us over on patreon.com forward slash TV podcast industries, or you can uh, support us through um, buymeacoffee.com forward slash TVPI. Um, as always, it has been a pleasure speaking with you, mm-hmm. fellow troopers. Can't wait to uh, discuss more of The Bad Batch as we come into the penultimate episode yeah. of this series. Absolutely. If you want to know more of what we're covering, make sure you do listen to the 600th episode of TV Podcast Industries. Um, if you go out to our main feed, uh, get that episode. We have all the shows that we're covering for the rest of the year. We've uh, we've discussed them all uh, on there. So if you want to know what else we're covering after The Bad Batch, Pop it over there. Otherwise, we will see you next week. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Our next big coverage will be Marvel's What If, which Mm -hmm. is from the 11th of August. So if you're liking animation, um, stick with us for Marvel's What If. Absolutely. Uh, But remember, keep watching, keep listening, and keep trooping. Bye. Bye. Bye.